0: Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please, because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes please, and more. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality, and I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host Erica Alsborn and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert sex and birth coach but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I'm a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman and in my work I specialize in female sexuality and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me. Expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Today's guest on the podcast is a fucking badass, and I feel very grateful that I had the opportunity to chat with her in her very busy schedule, and that she said yes to being on the podcast. She's a powerhouse of a woman, I look up to her, I'm inspired by her, and... Yeah, we had a great conversation. Who is she? She's Sheila Kelly, S-Factor founder, author, actress, and body whisperer. And Sheila pioneered a feminine movement revolution, launching a brave new practice into a very masculine world two decades ago. Sheila's own soulful journey is a passionate personal and scientific study of the feminine body, soul, and purpose. She's been featured on TEDx, Ellen, Mind Valley, Tony Robbins, and Oprah, and is a regular speaker on stages across the world where she's the go to authority for feminine empowerment, healing, and discovery. You get it now why I was so honored that she said yes to being on my podcast and speak to me. I like fangirled so hard when I was there on Zoom with Sheila recording this episode. And I must say, also, I'm very proud of myself. I was very confident in our conversation and I feel like I challenged her in a few ways. But we had a very like, beautiful back and forth conversation, so I hope you will enjoy it. What else do I want you to know about Sheila? Well, she's really been working and studying into the connection between the feminine vitality and physiology, and she has a vision, a world in which women are deeply connected to their soulfully erotic selves and are able to express every aspect of who they are. Freely. So her mission is to lead women on a journey that takes them into the unseen depth of their feminine power through total embodiment. Working with Sheila can be as elementary as exploring and celebrating the shape of your body, or as potent as healing the parts of your body and soul that others, or even you, have shut down. Which each experience, the goal is the same to awaken to your deepest truths and unleash your most radiant potential. Hell yeah. See why I really, really, really vibe with Sheila. (laughs) We have the same vision and goal. So I hope you will enjoy this conversation. We talk about movement, orgasm, femininity, so many, many fantastic topics that very much vibe with the theme and the goal of this podcast. And I hope you will enjoy it. Definitely go check out Sheila on Instagram and her work. Maybe you're already familiar with it. If not, you're in for a treat. She is a beautiful, powerful, inspirational representation of a mature and sexy woman and what's possible for women when we say yes to all of these amazing things that are part of her vision, my vision, her goals, my goals for all women on this planet. Enjoy. Welcome Sheila Kelly. It's my honor to have you here. I'm a bit of a fan, so I'm for selfish reasons super delighted and thrilled to be sharing this conversation with you, but I also know that this is going to be so powerful and transformative for the listener. So thank you for accepting my invitation to join as a guest on the pod.
1: Absolutely. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I'm deeply honored and humbled.
0: Yay. <laughs> So for anyone who doesn't know you, please tell them a little bit about your journey that led you to do the work that you do and a little bit about the work that you do, because it's
1: so fantastic. Well, there's, there's so many layers to what I do. Yes. So, so I'm not even positive where to start. Are you talking about S factor? For example, but yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, an actor. I'm an actor as well in Hollywood and done a lot of 30 years of, of acting and having a great career, but on the sidelines... I uh, did a film called Dancing at the Blue Iguana that I produced, playing a stripper in in the Valley in the L.A. And I fell so in love with the movement that after the film was over, and this was 1999, after the film was over, I put a pole in my house in my husband's office, and I just started dancing and moving and undulating my body. And what evolved was this movement technique. Really, it's a it's a feminine embodiment technique called S Factor, and the S is for the shape of the feminine body when she's free to move organically into her God-given shape. So S-Factor blossomed and then was on Oprah and then was on Conan and was just, it became a created and launched a worldwide industry of pole fitness, triptease fitness, allowing women's, I'm gonna say women's natural body shape and women's natural nature, which I call the erotic nature. It allowed the erotic nature to permeate more of a woman's life in movement, and dance, but also in every other part of her life. So when you change the way your body is structured, when you change the way your body moves and expresses herself, you change your entire life. Everything begins at the body. I call it the epic body because it is the epicenter of everything. So starting with how you're breathing right now, Erica, how are you breathing? So if you're breathing in pleasure, And you're breathing with a very deep, slow Erica rhythm because every single one of us has our own rhythm of life, rhythm of breath, rhythm of movement, rhythm of erotic. So that's what I do. So it's deep and it's beautiful. It's a whole world. It's like you enter S-factor and you enter, you leave the masculine patriarchal world behind and you walk into this femdom and where there is no shame and there's no hierarchy and there's no Way it should be because the feminine in her intuitive nature knows exactly the way it, it will be
0: mm-hmm.
1: the way to be without all the rules and all the shame and all the judgment and all this shit that we pile on women globally in S Factor. That's gone. So I just, yes. had, a, I just had a retreat. So you're, you're getting me right off of a retreat. And I had 125 women traveling through four days with me, and it was, it was like so incredible. And I mean, we're talking women from every walk of life, from every background, from every shape, age, size. It was, it's really incredible. Like you've never seen anything like it until you've seen it. Yeah. I and so, imagine. yeah. And so I teach a lot online these days because of COVID started that and I found that I love it. So I've been teaching a lot online and there's about, I don't know, 150 teachers globally that teach as well. So you can learn the movement, learn the embodiment. and. Uh, begin the process of dismantling the masculine way of being that we've been told is the right way to be
0: yeah yeah uh, I am loving getting this fresh transmission from you like it's so it's so tangible and can't think of a better time to have this conversation with you than after you being immersed in this yeah. medicine and magic for four days with women in person yeah. there's nothing nothing quite like the in-person experiences. I've taught online for many 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 years now mm-hmm. studied online, et cetera, but the in person retreats oh it's just it's just something else because you're feeling well it's the feminine
1: it's yeah kind of genius is connection right
0: there are uh, a few things that you mentioned that I want to just like let's let's unpack and let's go deeper into those so you mentioned her erotic nature and letting the erotic nature permeate her life. can you speak to that like your well, thoughts about or what? What do you have on that?
1: I can. So, when you're born a little girl in the world, you're born into a world that is structured for those of us who are more masculine. When I talk of feminine and masculine, I don't talk sex or gender. I am talking energetically. How do you identify? I, in fact, know men who have a more feminine nature and identify more with a more feminine erotic essence. And vice versa. I know women who identify with a more masculine essence. So there are two very different essences. And when you're a girl and born with a feminine essence in a masculine world, it's like it's like the story of the ugly duckling, who thinks she's a swan. So she grows up trying to follow the, the ducks. I mean, I'm sorry, it was the ugly duckling is the swan who thinks she's a duck, and she <laughs> walks around trying to quack like a duck trying to walk like a duck, trying to be as masculine as possible, only to at some point reveal herself when she sees another swan, a reflection of herself to see her grace, her beauty, her elegance, her sexuality, her freedom. That's a lot like what S factors alike like because you don't even know in this world, you don't even know that you have deactivated a large part of who you are, fit in. You have deactivated your body, your playfulness, your emotionality, your sexuality, your eroticism, so that you feel safe because the whole world sees the feminine body as theirs. It's ours. So don't move like that. Don't dress like that. Don't speak like that. Don't cry like that. Don't rage like that. I mean, I can, I've got so many don'ts. In my arsenal, like what I have had to deal with in my life. And I know, having worked with women for 24 years, every single woman I know has a whole world of don'ts chronically contracting their body into quietness. Mm-hmm. So when you peel off the don'ts and you say, I can do whatever I want, I can move how I want, I can speak how I want, I can emote how I want, I can be as full and as big and as completely expressed as God made me, that something happens and you feel so right in your body. You feel so right in your life. This big black hole of something is missing is gone because you have seen the reflection of yourself in this movement. Like the swan saw the reflection of herself in another swan, right? And you say, wait a minute, I'm not a duck. I'm not a masculine being. I don't want to play that. I don't want to move like that. Yeah. I don't want to be like that. I, don't, I want to get out of this box. Because when you put the feminine, the feminine who is perfectly, is perfect flow in nature and roiling, beautiful, liquid energy. When you put liquid feminine energy into a box, she turns into an ice cube. Yeah. You you've got to get rid of the box. And S-factor is the journey toward embodying you know, the acts that will break that box apart so that the feminine will be free, and all the parts of yourself that you've had to deactivate because someone shamed you or someone judged you or someone criticized you, that's when this kind of revelation happens, this awakening that is just like, oh my God, I didn't even know I missed this all my life, but I'm full and I'm so happy and I'm so fucking sexy and hot and beautiful. I am the most beautiful version of myself that exists.
0: Fuck yes. So good.
1: (laughs) It's a journey though. Most women, they don't think anything's awry.
0: Absolutely. It's a journey. And I see a similar Process taking place in my students and clients when we start. I mean, I use sexuality as the portal to, you know, yeah. to invite women into this reclamation and this activation and awakening and remembrance. And of course, in my work, movement is part of it. You're moving sexual energy, you're moving your pelvis, you're unfreezing the pussy, you're unfreezing and unboxing the pelvis, the whole sexual center. And your approach and, and gateway is the movement. And it's funny that you say that S represents the, the shape of the body, because I immediately think about all the um like the tucked tails, women like a scared dog and how rigid that area is and how that shows up as rigidity in our movement, rigidity in the spine, rigidity in expression, rigidity in birth. I'm 33 weeks pregnant. Man, you have to untuck, right? You have to Liberate movement and sound and your sensual nature. And my work as a birth coach is all about bringing in sensuality, sexuality, that primal force of the feminine. And I love how you say the, the royal liquid, like essence of her, into, yeah. uh, into birth as well.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I love what you said about every woman has her own rhythm, rhythm in breath, r- rhythm in, in uh, the erotic or eroticism in her movement. So what I'm hearing is it's not about teaching a kind of stereotypical way of being. It's about everyone really tuning into what's my rhythm. What's, what's mine? How does my body, what are my impulses and letting that evolve?
1: Exactly. What is my body's fullest expression? Yeah. You know, how can my curves reach out? I'll give you, we as teachers will give you the language of your body back through pleasure through sensuality, through curve of movement, through emotability, through all of these things that I call the five feminine geniuses, turning them all back on because the lights have been turned off or they have been dimmed because, let's face it, our presence on the planet disrupts the masculine. The masculine wants to be able to predict to and to be linear and to keep structure, and the feminine is the opposite of that. And that's the beauty of masculine feminine. I love the masculine. I worship at the altar of my masculine energy of my own and my man. You know, I love masculine energy. But I also understand the vitality and the, the vibrancy and the vitalness of feminine energy because we, as a planet, are keeling out of control with masculine energy. And the feminine needs to balance it. And it's been in hiding for many, many years. And it's been castigated. It's been, you know, torn apart. It's been humiliated.
0: Yeah.
1: we who work with the feminine need to get to the feminine, get to those who identify as feminine, get rid of all the shame, get out of you, dust it off, bring pleasure back into the body, bring the geniuses back into the body, and really understand the vital nature of the feminine. Because the feminine is the quality of life, whereas the masculine is the quantity of life. So we're like, we're like working like dogs trying to get more and more and more and more and more, give me more, give me more, give me more. And we've lost the quality of life, the sweet flavors, the scents, the smells, the taste, the touch, the, the, the love, the heart. We've lost it. We're losing it. Yeah. I call so- it
0: the, the feminine art of delight. Mm. Um, and that's what I invite women into. It's like, it's not, you don't have to leave your life to experience that you you want to bring that that art of delight into it because that's what your birthright is in a way i mean if you do the dishes do the dishes with delight it's available to you when you're mothering mother with delight it's available to you i bring in pleasure to sens- into childbirth you know but The shame keeps coming up for women over and over and over again. And I'm sure you encounter this so much in your work.
1: Yeah, but that shame cannot, it cannot live in a different body. So the body you have that carries shame, when you restructure it through S-factor movement, when you restructure this shoulder and you drop it and release all this, when you release your heart to open When you change how your body moves through your life, shame can't live there, Hmm. right? So you're actually not even going here. I love the brain, but I find the mind to be, we have two minds. We have two minds. I call them the magical mind, which is the feminine mind, which is here to serve your body's experience on this planet, to let your soul speak through your body. And you have the masculine critical mind, which is here to protect you and to keep you alive. Critical mind is always looking for a problem. Yeah. Magical mind is always looking for pleasure. So when you say that shame has a hold of it, that's when you try and annihilate this challenging problem of shame from thinking it, you won't succeed fully. And you must know this by doing movement with women. You must change the structure of the body. You must... Change the way you breathe. Even a breath can be deeply and profoundly pleasurable, it could be orgasmic. Every friggin' breath you take in is a penetration. Every exhale is another way at the other side of penetration. So the erotic can't just live in a box in a bedroom. The erotic in the feminine needs to permeate your whole life. Every moment, it's just where is your mind? Where is your conscious awareness? Are you critically thinking or magically thinking? And then when you go down into the spine, shame lives in the spine. It lives in the shoulders. It lives in the shoulder blades. It lives right here in the heart and the pectoral muscles. I mean, it, I will take your body apart visually with you. I would do this thing called body whispering. Well, I can look at your body and I can tell you where you need to stretch and open, where you need to breathe into, where you need to release. And you'll see women just breathe out or cry out or rage out years of shit that's been put upon her she won't go back that muscle that's been like this will go like that and become liquid and she's a new woman Mm. powerful
0: it is it is i love that you say that shame can't live in the new body like when you restructure the body when you restructure that somatic experience shame doesn't live there and shame is not natural we're not born with sexual shame we're not born with shame towards the erotic we're not born with shame towards our genitals and pleasure and all that it's all conditioned and learned and so yeah it's part of the mental input the implicit and explicit messages that we receive and so when we change the somatic reality the body the the body structure that can melt away and I I love how you talk about that and the way that you describe that I do find however like because then we have we have the embodied experience of that but then we have to operate and live in a world where we meet other people, we meet other people's critical minds and other people's masculine minds, and we meet the structure. And so there can be a tension between what our body then knows to be true, the new body, and how we relate to the outside world. But what I keep coming back to over and over again, I'm, I'm very outspoken about like my orgasmic birth. I used pleasure when I gave birth. I experienced a lot of pleasure when breastfeeding. And in my body, there was never inherent shame, right? Because it was so beautiful. It was so amazing. And same with when I had my sexual awakening and I started really, I went from pre-orgasmic to now multi-orgasmic. And- Ooh, good for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very pleased. <laughs>
1: that is amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So <laughs> I've done a lot of work around, yes. you know, deconditioning shame and, and changing the way I live in my body and relate to my body. But sometimes when I talk about these things, I meet all these other critical minds and there's like, oh, oh my God, what will people think? And then I go, that's not my shame, right? It does not live inside of me. And let me be a beacon of light. Let me be a lighthouse for this. And that's truly how I see you. And I love how you model that. And I will mention here, that I love that you model that at your age. But you're older than me. For me, that you're an, an inspiring role model, that you carry this transmission, that you carry this sensual nature that you embody and express and cultivate, this erotic nature, this expression, this this liberation at this age. Now I don't know how old you are, I just know that you're older than me. And um <laughs> I don't care about numbers. It's not about that. But I feel like it this is so important that we have in a way, like elders teaching this, and then you can define what is an elder, But and I know maybe oh. you'll push back against this, but I just want to hear your
1: thoughts on <laughs> that. Um, I love that you're, what you're saying. I want to just take a couple things apart for you. Yes, please. You know, of the masculine energy, you said that it gets tension. Yeah. My guess is because that means you're jumping into your masculine to try and move the boulder of the other masculine. If you stay in your feminine, if you stay in your river... The river will move around obstacles. That's how I built this company for 24 years. I don't get into this because you can't win this, because I'm not this. I'm liquid, right? And I move around the obstacles that come at me, and I'm constantly dealing with obstacles that come around me. Whether I'm being interviewed by someone from the far right or the far left who has issues with the way I present things. I will sweep and swirl around things to move the river forward so i i challenge you to try that with this energy and this energy that's coming at you this critical mind energy that wants to overpower you dominate you now you're not going to change that yeah the only thing that will change this because i think of this as a boulder in the river that e of life the river of your truth as a teacher, if you just let yourself do what a river does and move around the boulder, you will eventually move the boulder. You will eventually break the boulder down. But that means you just need your feminine energy and all the forces of the feminine that are following you, that are behind you, that are worth with you. Let it just keep taking. You can't fight the river. You can't fight the river. You can't. I mean, ultimately, she's going to win. The truth wins, right? As far as age and time on this planet, I find that to be a very masculine concept. I feel that when you release your truth, when you live in your integrity, the body, the mind, the heart, the soul of the feminine, that you become ageless and timeless and free. I don't even think of it. I I don't even think of, of that I've been doing this for 24 years. I don't even I just follow the river of passion and excitement and sensuality and sexuality and and the verve aliveness, right? But I thank you so much. I do love that I am a beacon of light. I do love that my light is getting brighter and brighter as I grow myself, grow this experience. But I'll tell you, I've met people that are decades younger who are wiser than I am. There's this new slew of young people that are coming on the planet in their teens, and their 20s, who are the indigo children. They're, they're just so evolved. They're so awakened spiritually, psychically, sexually, emotionally. They have the shit they have to get through that you and I are talking about that our society and our social structure and our civilization puts upon them. And they just need our guidance, right? My guide, guidance, oh, L-I-C-S yes factor. I want to go there. I Sheila spoke at Mine Valley last year. What brought the house down? You know, I'm going to follow. That's going to help me. That's how smart they are. That's how wise these youngsters are. You know what I mean? So I think about time on the planet in a different way. Maybe I appreciate that. I appreciate Um, that different perspective. Yes, and and I'm listening. As you can see, my eyes are going because I'm I'm really actually provoked by your question in a good way. (laughs) In a great way because I'm so fucking proud of my age and I'm proud of who I am on this planet, but I don't spend a lot of time there and I know a lot of women that are over 50 spend an enormous amount of time putting more and more makeup on and, and doing more and more you know things to augment their selves and I'm, honestly, I don't do very much. I just dance, I just move <laughs> sensual and erotic energy through my body and out into the world and I just feel so much fluidity, flexibility, aliveness, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the best youth elixir ever. I think, you know, pleasure and that it's called the life force energy for a reason, sexual energy. So yeah, it's, it's the best job you can do. Right. Let me ask you, because Because I've been doing
1: this 24 years, I'm guessing you haven't been doing this that long.
0: 24? No, almost 10.
1: Okay. I love you. (laughs) So, how much resistance, the, the resistance you talked about. Yeah. But I have been moving through that resistance for 24 years because there's something about what we do about S factor, about I'm not sure what yours is called. I would just
0: say like sexuality, liberation, yeah, so pleasure, so, like that
1: stuff. Yeah. There's something about what we do that is still forbidden. that is still forbidden. that is still taboo, that still causes us to have to go, women, come over here and play in the feminine playing field. It's empty over here. It's amazing over here. I've been doing that for 24 years. I was on Oprah, right? So Oprah came over and visited the feminine playing field. And then she went back to the masculine playing field because that's all the money in. in. Mm
0: Come
1: on, Mama Gina's over here. Layla's over here. You're here. I'm here. There are a slew, even Christiane Northrup's over here, there's so many yes. amazing women who are over here, leaders going, women, come on yeah. over yeah. It's magic over here. And yet women, they have a place in the masculine campfire and they're afraid that if they leave the masculine campfire to come and play and discover and, and, and reactivate themselves, that when they go back, their place will be gone. And it will be because it's a competitive world, the masculine world. We need to make this feminine campfire, this feminine world as vital and as well remunerated as the masculine campfire, as valuable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of, have you found that? Have you found that how difficult it is to get women to understand how empowering this is?
0: Yes and no. I mean, in my work, I interact with the yes sayers, right? The ones that do say Yes. And I see, in, at least here in Sweden, where I am featured in newspapers and articles every now and then, that there is an increasing sense of encouragement and normalization of this space and, and this work. Yeah. But when I'm featured in articles and I talk about pre-orgasmic work and orgasmic work and especially orgasmic birth, because that activates a whole other level of... resistance. They they post these articles on Facebook. There's like 300, 400 comments in the comment section where people, you know, they have their knee jerk reaction and then it's a lot of mockery and it's like all of that stuff, name calling and stuff. And I tend to, in the beginning, I was very like head on, would respond to comments. I would feel so activated. And now I tend to just be like, there's a light. The ones who are ready to see it will see it and it's coming. So little by little, I'm finding it's the ripple effect keeps spreading. And the ones that are ready are so ready. And the ones that are not ready will be triggered by it. But that's also doing them a service, right? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't know if that answers your question. Um,
1: Yeah, it it, basically, yes, you do come up upon it. Yes, come upon it. And it's I'm just fascinated as a sociological just analysis of having been doing this 24 years and watching, you know, I, I'm i like on the national stage. So I get it. I get it from so many different angles. And it's much less getting it now as people are just confused. Yeah. People are confused about, I I feel, you know, I fit into this masculine world, fine. There's nothing deactivated about me and they're talking in this very square, very tough, very hard body. And until you taste the nectar of your own sweetness, you'll really won't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do experience pushback from people who like, they pay what to have an orgasm? I'm like, it's not just about the orgasm love. It's about that, which you just <laughs> said, it's the nectar yeah. of life. Yeah, it's- you know but i could buy a watch for that or i could you know what i could do for that money that people pay you or like your courses and why would anyone invest in in like i have a call i have one of my courses is called slut academy why would i buy a course called slut academy and i'm like (laughs) well well, check the testimonials and then let me know no but it's like the ones that aren't ready are going to are gonna yeah mock it or not see the value in it? But when I yeah. explain like sexuality and and what your work is also about, it's like it's the core of who we are. And if you tap into the core of who you are, it impacts all areas of your life: how you walk, talk, dress, express yourself, how you love, how you fuck, how you mother, how you do the dishes, right? I have practices that are literally like do the dishes in pleasure, yeah. uh, sensual shower, sensual breathing, inviting those aspects into it. And the and the people that go through and do the work, as you know as well, their lives are completely changed and transformed, yeah. and then life just becomes more colorful, <laughs> <Yeah>. delicious. <laughs> delicious, delicious. Chew that, my so love. I want to just circle back to the you said, and I love this word, and I use it in my work as well. Becoming agelessness, right? There's an element, an essence of. An essence of agelessness. And we mm-hmm. can access that through meditation, for example. I mean, Eckhart Tolle talks about agelessness in his work. Other spiritual practices and traditions talk about the agelessness of the inner body and, you know, accessing that. But we also know that meditations and most like life philosophies or religions are very masculine oriented, right? So I love how you talk about agelessness. It resonates very much with what I do. And you mentioned, you know, following your passion, excitement, liveness, those things bring a sense of agelessness. And I love that you say that there are so many wise and activated conscious youngsters because that's our future. But I also meet so many women who have an idea that at 40, it ends or that (laughs) there's a like there's a deadline. And I remember growing up with. Some friends of mine, when we turned 20, they were like, oh, I'm so old. I'm like, bitch, what? Life just started. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's so restrictive. So we have all these very, especially for women because of media and because all of the things we're taught around what it means to be an aging woman in this society, that there are so many unconscious Beliefs that women hold around specifically their sexuality and pleasure and vitality and vivaciousness that are so closely related to age. And it's like they walk around with this doomed best before date. Maybe that's menopause, maybe it's whatever. And it's like at this age, it would be forbidden to feel this good in my body. And many don't have role models, like their mothers, for example, modeling this because because right so right. I hear you and I also say like I bring in and that's why I wanted you on the podcast and I want people to know about you and find you and be inspired by you is because we need to see this right I think there is an aspect of how important it is to point at the agelessness but there's also an importance in emphasizing the both and right the that doing it at this age and feeling and looking and expressing this level of sexiness and vitality.
1: Does that make sense? It does. But was there a question there?
0: Maybe not <laughs> a question. Maybe that was just a summary or like my opinion. <laughs> I
1: love it, and I love it, and I feel that that's really vital for you. It's vital for you to see someone that is more of a role model, living a very authentic, fully expressed. Like I don't leave. Anything inside. Everything flows through this body and the soul and the spirit, all of the energy of the feminine. Because the feminine, you know, to me, it's about the feminine, erotic energy, emotional energy are the two energies that are shut down the hardest, right, in our bodies. Shut down the minute we start, you know, shaking our little butts at the age of three. And little four year olds with topless bikinis being shamed. That was my daughter. That happened to my daughter right in front of my face. So, we're going to continue to shut down the feminine body on, in, under the guise of being protective. When, we're, when in fact, to really protect the feminine body, you are going to turn your masculine energy and face outward at the threat instead of inward at the beauty. Mm. We're looking at the beauty saying, quiet, mm. instead of turning around like a true warrior and saying, don't fucking come near this beauty. I'm protecting this beauty. I'm protecting this radiance. I'm protecting this feminine energy. And that's what true masculine heroic energy does. But you don't find that very much. So I'm bing banging all over the page, ping ponging. Yes, I did not have a model. I just follow truth. I follow my own truth of pleasure. I follow the deep, profound desire I have for what I call the depth of love. I've been with my man 30 to 33 years, we are like fucking teenagers. Yes. We're so in love. Because of this, it's because I cultivate my feminine. I bring all of me. There's not one piece of me I don't bring constructively, not destructively, constructively into my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I have so much, I don't know, like every day that just, I wake up so deeply embodied, seeking pleasure. I scrunch up my toes, I pull a Kegel, I arch my back, I make my fingers move into pleasure. I mean, I'm you know, moving into pleasure as I talk to you. I breathe pleasure. There's nothing because, you know, there's this thing called the motivational triad. The motivational triad is every single animal on the planet functions from this triad, and it is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. And I love this triad because it takes the, we've been told just the way that the feminine has been shut down and, and humiliated or judged, so has pleasure. Pleasure is trivial. It's hedonistic. Let's be stoic. Bullshit. Pleasure is how we are here. Pleasure is why we the species of human beings is still alive. It's an evolutionary tool of survival because we moved away from pain toward pleasure, towards sex, towards food, towards warmth, towards comfort, towards water, whatever it is. That is key. Pleasure has kept us thriving.
0: I love it. I'm just sitting here and receiving your sermon. So I think what you said is, is complete in itself. Yeah. And what a lot of women struggle with is the the self-worth wrapped up in relation to their productivity I mean that's our whole society productivity yeah. like you're being stoked. it's very masculine it's very yang it's very producing goals producing results and another way of living life is being a seeker of pleasure pursuing pleasure and seeing pleasure as not in competition or in any way in conflict of being productive but seeing pr- pleasure as the source or the fuel that makes you more productive and happier. And so I love that you bring that in and that you break down that motivational triad um, because it's so true. So, so, it so is, true. It
1: is true. It goes back to what I said earlier, quantity, quality. You need yeah. them both. You need you both. Need them both. Yeah. And you know, there's not one better than the other masculine feminine. You need them both yeah. to truly thrive. I have a strong masculine energy. It's how I built a business. I've got to create a container for all of my tools. I've created structure to create a business, but through the business and move the business with my feminine energy. I dance between masculine and feminine all the time. So does my husband, right? So does my guy. You know, he's an actor, so he deals with emotion all the time and interpreting characters, And yet he has incredible masculine presence. And his embodiment, his nature is much more masculine and feminine my nature is much more feminine than masculine. So together we create this incredible erotic polarity that it's like, I take this space, you take that space and the magnetism is incredible. Yeah. And when we can
0: honor that feminine energy and allow women to step into that and really feel like it's not weaker, it's not lesser than, but it's a a force, a source to be reckoned with. It's a power... It's a different kind of power, and it's a different way of living life. We can invite women back into that space, and you know, avoid be, a lot of that burnout. Yeah, you're ahead. absolutely
1: right. And I want to jump. I want to reinforce what you just said mm-hmm. from a stupid Hollywood movie that captured exquisitely <laughs> Avatar. Right, Avatar uh-huh. elevates the feminine. Right, the feminine queen. You know, she's the intuitive. She's the psychic. She knows what the tree of life right is that the soul tree is thinking and feeling and then you have the masculine protecting the feminine it's such a beautifully realized dance between masculine feminine and toxic masculinity that's trying to destroy nature and then you've got the the navi who really know how to dance the beautiful dance of allowing the masculine to be masculine allowing the feminine to be feminine and they're both powerful yeah. and they create life together yeah And
0: I want to circle back to something you said, and you mentioned briefly your partnership. You've been together for 30 years, did you say? 34. 34. And you mentioned that you bring yourself, and I'm not going to paraphrase because I, I can't, but basically what I heard you say was that you take responsibility for your own pleasure and you cultivate that through the tiniest movements in bed when you wake up but also to practices that you do in your work and dancing, specific things that you do. But I'm hearing there is a very empowering response of self-responsibility, and that helps create and cultivate positive sexual tension, positive sexual polarity with your long-term partner. And I also find that very inspiring because we need those models as well, that long-term relationships can thrive sexually, emotionally over very, very long time. And maybe the old model was till death do us part because it was a contract and now yeah. these days we need we put so much emphasis on the relational and the sexual aspect but a lot of people don't know and a lot of women find themselves just dwindling like the ever decreasing sexual desires yeah. s- inner sense of beauty and there's a drought right pussies oh. dry out
1: and it doesn't have to be that way well. no No, it doesn't. You know, and S-Factor, I have so much gratitude for this movement technique, for this embodiment technique. I mean, I I really do, I credit my entire life for the last, I don't know, I've been doing this 24 years. I credit S-Factor to it because it did give me the power to be responsible for my own turn-on erotically, for my own pleasure, everyday pleasure, for the pleasure of us. I seek pleasure everywhere. I bring so much quality to our relationship. He, you know, knock on wood, brings so much quantity. It's really, it's quite a beautiful dance, right? And it's not all like this. That's bullshit. It's not all great. We have done this. We've had days we want to fucking kill each other. We've had days where I just want to like, shut up. You know, we definitely have days where we slip. We have times in our lives where our bodies start to change and we go, "Uh uh-oh. That turn-on doesn't work. I got to find a new turn-on, right? Where the body changes, we evolve. And as long as you are willing to dance, dance with life, if you're willing to dance with your body, dance with life, dance with a lover, dance with other energy in the world, that's what it's all about. It's all a dance. Life is a dance. And we women have friggin' I'm swearing, we've frozen and we've stopped dancing because we've been so shamed and so told no so many times. And so our bodies have come into where the Tin Man is in the Wizard of Oz, where we don't want to move, and and now we want to move, but we can't because our bodies are so frozen in place. That's where something like S-Factor comes in, where you start to loosen up all the joints. You start to loosen all the fascia, and you start to Feel the pleasure of movement and full expression again. And then you are the party. You are the party. You're not looking for the party to go to. You're the party and you invite a lover to your party.
0: Hell yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you've mentioned S-Factor a lot. We'll put in the show notes links to where people can find you. And I know we're at time, so we're going to wrap up. But is there anything finally you want to say about S-Factor or about your work or what you... um
1: Gosh, wow. I, I just, I'm so passionate about embodiment and movement and reclamation. I, I feel like I've nailed, I've kind of hit all of those parts. I, I think just, you did really well. <laughs> yes. Wow. i just, I'm passionate about what you do. And I don't know if you know Sheila Hayes. She does something called Ecstatic Birth. Yes, yes, yes. She's, She's been she, on
0: my pod. I've been on her pod. We know her. each other personally. Yeah, Sheila. She Kamara.
1: Woman. And you should come take the six-month journey
0: online. I will after birth baby. when I'm ready. Yeah. Pause when I'm ready. I think that will be the perfect gift to myself after the fourth trimester and after breastfeeding and pouring so much of myself into nurturing a newborn. Well, i be thinking about you. Thank you. And thank you for today, Sheila. This was amazing. My pleasure. okay my friend that's it for today thanks for listening i hope you learned something new today or that i reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex pleasure and orgasms in your busy life if you love this podcast please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet thank you so much for being here and i'll see you next time